Welcome to this week's Screen Side Up. This is Richard Henschel with the University of Illinois Extension Service. And in the past couple weeks, I, I know I've talked an awful lot about mulches and, and how that interacts with everything going on in the soil and the plant roots and how things grow, uh, not only above ground but below ground, uh, the microflora in the soil as well, how it fixes uh, or helps repair damaged soil profiles. I also talked about uh, tree planting tree shrub and evergreen planting, perennial planting, that kind of thing, and again, how the mulches work with that. And in the planting program, I talked about watering and how much and how long and why it's so important that we make sure that happens. And while it's still later on in the season, uh, towards the end of October here, hopefully the garden hose is still hooked up to the house. You've been watering and you're prepared to continue to water, especially on those newly planted pieces that you might have in the yard, but I want to just cover a little bit more about uh, the importance of watering late in the, late in the season. Lawns are uh, a cool season, high water plant in Illinois. We think about them rather than uh, hot and dry kind of grasses that we see down south, but rather uh, our Kentucky bluegrasses and our ryegrasses and our fescues. These are grasses that prefer cooler weather to grow in with a a reasonable amount of soil moisture. That's why they do so well in the spring and why they go dormant in the summertime and why they come back so nice for us in the fall. So this idea of uh, watering should continue uh, even for the lawn as we we get later into the season. If you're watering and maintaining the moisture in the lawn anyway, that late season winterizer fertilizer is a great thing to do. That is a low analysis when it comes to nitrogen, but it has some winterizing properties with the uh, potassium in it. And you have then uh, a lawn fertilizer that promotes um, more vigorous, deeper rooting in the fall when the storage of nutrition from the grass blades is moving into the root systems. That's what's going to make your lawn green come next spring. That's what's going to minimize any sort of winter damage. We even can see winter burn on lawns in the spring of the year from uh, from the winter weather and the winter sun and the winter winds. Uh, so a good, strong root system really helps that come back very nicely. Keep right on mowing, by the way. Uh, this weather is uh, prime for lawns to grow. So maintain your mowing until uh, you may still find yourself mowing with your uh, winter coat on the uh, tail end of uh, um, the tail end of this month or into early November. I mentioned the trees and shrubs earlier already, so I won't get too much through that again. Just remember that the water you provide, that newly transplanted tree, that's the only water that smaller reduced root system is going to get. That might, the soil might be moist five and six feet away, but there are no roots that far out. The roots on a transplanted tree, shrub, or evergreen, or perennial are exactly the size of the container, the root ball from the bald and burlap tree, um, the little uh, quart pot from uh, ground covers or perennials that you bought. So that's where the water really needs to be. And also you need to remember that those soils that are in those container pots are highly highly drainable. Lots of uh, moisture can flow through those uh, very quickly and that soil can dry out very quickly. So be sure when you do water, you're watering near the base of the plant, the crown of the plant, so that that it survives quite well. Winter sun protection, I talked about this a bit uh, last week when we talked about planting trees, but winter sun protection, uh, and I wanted to cover a couple others. 
um, broadleaved evergreens and evergreens themselves. These these plants are alive. Those needles that remain green, those broadleaved evergreens like a rhododendron or azalea or a mahonia, they uh, their foliages are out there all winter long, and and they're still alive, and they can lose uh, moisture. Uh, from the, the winter sun as well as the desiccating winter wind. So it's important that we try to protect those. So for those needle evergreens and the broadleaf evergreens, uh, winter wind or winter sun protection can be a temporary triangular screen. Uh, you wrap that screen with an old sheet, a, a sheet of burlap, uh, something that doesn't stop the air from going through it, but it slows it down considerably. The top of this apparatus is not covered in any way. You're not trying to keep anything warm. You're not trying to keep it above freezing. Uh, the intent is just to keep the direct winter sun off and the uh, direct winter uh, winds uh, from penetrating through the canopies of these broadleaf plants and needle evergreens at the, at the fierce rate that they sometimes blow here in northern Illinois. So you're really just trying to, trying to slow that down. Um, if you uh, planted uh, your plants er, back in uh, uh, earlier, you, um, you know, September into October here, um, you want to make sure that that mulch layer is appropriate, uh, two to three inches deep and out at least is usually as wide as the hole that you dug. On uh, trees, it's important to remember that we don't want mulch up onto the trunk of the tree at all. It's not good in a general way, but in the wintertime, we don't want to uh, have a mulch up under the trunk of the tree that might allow field mice or voles to tunnel along and feed on the trunk uh, of the tree during the wintertime so that the base of the tree, the flare root, ought to be exposed so that there's no mulch touching it. When we're talking about our shrubs, there's a lot of fine-textured shrubs like spirea and potentilla that really don't tolerate having mulch right up into the crown of the plant very much at all. Um, they're not designed to come out in the springtime and have to grow through two or three inches of mulch. They're designed to grow up and, and immediately see sunlight at, from the soil surface upward, and that's uh, the best way. So if you're mulching your shrubs, please uh, remember that uh, don't pitch the mulch clear into the center of the, into the, center of the shrub that's not the best thing we can we can do for those um, and the same thing happens if you've got field mice or voles uh, they feel very protected um, and will not hesitate to uh, chew up uh, the cambium layer or the the trunks and the stems uh, of your trees and shrubs so be sure we protect from that it's it's uh, that time of year when it's just important to get some of these kinds of things done, and you've paid, uh, you know, you've used your valuable resources to get to get that tree in the yard or the shrubs or the evergreens planted. Uh, you want to do all you can um, to make sure they are uh, well tended to uh, for the winter months, and that your resources um, are, are taken care of. So that next spring you have a very vigorous, uh, good-looking plant that returns to growth for us, and that we're that we're happy with. So that's been um, this kind of the story for this week: the fall watering, the mulching. Pay attention to both of those. Your plants are certainly going to be better for it. This has been Richard Henschel with this week's Green Side Up. It's always a pleasure. I'll be talking to everybody again next week.